So welcome back to My America. Uh, we are talking healthcare today because uh, universal healthcare, does everyone deserve healthcare? Uh, how do we pay for healthcare? Is it a right? All these questions are things that we all talk about around our dinner tables or or around our Twitter streams. Um, and Kim and I wanted to take it on. Yeah. Kim. We'll solve it. Let's solve it. Let's do it. So I, in preparation for this conversation, I was looking up uh, some interesting things I find interesting anyway. Uh, you look at a map from now, granted from Wikipedia. So take it with a grain of salt. Oh boy. Oh boy. But I, but I do believe that for the most part, Wikipedia can, can be quite accurate. Um, not perfect, but it is accurate as far as a brain trust goes. Um, there's this map of like free and universal healthcare versus universal healthcare versus free, but not universal versus no free, no universal. Okay. So four categories. Okay. Free and universal is like this dark green and it is so many countries. Universal healthcare is this like neon green. And there's one country that I see in the entire world in the African continent. Um, then blue free, but not universal. And I don't know what that means. Like, does it not say it there? Well, not, not in the image, maybe in the article, but like, I'm looking at the, the blown up image. Okay. Um, so I'm not sure exactly what that means, but it's, but it's, it's free, like free healthcare, just not universal for everyone. Maybe it's for certain casts or something. I'm not sure. But anyway, it's at least something then, then no free, no universal is red and the red countries on this map are pretty telling. Obviously the U S is a giant country of red. Uh, mm -hmm. but then like across the middle of Africa, a whole bunch of those countries are red. Now, my assumption is the African continent generally in that middle area across the Sahara desert, probably not very wealthy countries and not necessarily all that populous. So red probably like, yeah, they probably don't have healthcare because they just don't have healthcare systems. Maybe I guess like I'm making an assumption here. Well, maybe, maybe healthcare, but not universal healthcare, not free and all that. Maybe they have yeah, private healthcare. I mean, that, that could be, I'm just thinking like when we think of third world countries that have very low, everything probably makes sense that they don't have, you know, healthcare yeah. available for most people. So that like, that would make sense that that was red in my mind. Um, and a couple other countries like in the Middle East and, and this kind of thing and down in Eurasia. Uh, and then part of the or the Philippines then too. So just interesting, like, but everywhere else, man, I'm telling you what, the almost the entire continent of South America, with the exception of two countries, it looks like. And one of those is free, but not universal. The other one is just red. But all of Europe, uh, Russia, and almost everything around Russia below there either either is free and universal or at least free so a lot of green and blue but everywhere what <laughs> like i'm not surprised i guess right i mean we, i've no. seen this talked about but to see this visual is just a smack in the face like wait a minute one of the richest countries in the world mm -hmm. and yet we can't take care of our people we want to make it only private health care but Obamacare. In preparation, to swallow. in preparation for this episode, I broke my toe. Pill to so swallow. That I could spend pill to swallow. That's a big pill to swallow. Because of doctors? It was a pun, Kim. 
I don't get it. Break it down for me. That's how that's how most of my jokes go. So it's now fine. explain it to me like in five. Okay, Michael. Uh no, I said that with when we're like one of the only, probably the only developed air quotes, first world richest countries in the world, and we don't have universal health care. That's a big pill to swallow. Because you know, healthcare, doctors, pills, swallowing. Oh, so I did understand it the first time. You did understand it, it just wasn't very funny. So anyway, in preparation <laughs> for this, <laughs> sorry, you sorry, broke sorry. your toe. Yeah, because I'm committed to this podcast. You are committed to the podcast. Yeah, you did a, you did some research, but I went in there. I got some firsthand experience with healthcare right. system right now. <laughs> so how did that go? How, so how's that going? How's our healthcare system treating you, Kim? I, my healthcare system is treating me very well, but I feel like I have an interesting perspective on it because I have a freelance career and now I'm in a union. So we have union healthcare and this healthcare is like aces healthcare. It's really, really good. Um, and it's very, very inexpensive as well. So I'm very thankful to be in a union and to have this great insurance, but I have gone many times either without insurance um with only having catastrophic insurance with having bad bad insurance having just okay insurance that was way too expensive um being on my parents plan i've had all kinds of insurance in my very short because i'm very young very short little life um and it's frustrating. This is not it, it, like I don't understand healthcare in America at all. We it's all wrong because first of all, why are teeth and eyes not a part of healthcare? <laughs> I got we got them. Most people have them, so it should be covered. It should not be an add-on, a bonus. It shouldn't be that expensive. It's so expensive. My grandma is going through the, this thing with hearing aids, and I had no idea how expensive hearing aids are. Yeah. And they're not covered by insurance generally. That's what's nuts. I think Biden is working to try and change that, but it is completely nuts. The way that we, and, and what we decide is healthcare and what isn't healthcare is totally yeah. unreal too. Um, imagine what kind of country we would be if mental health was treated as important, seen as important as physical health, if eyes and teeth were as important, if we really dug into uh, elder care in this country. If we made um, senior housing a part of healthcare, listen, don't even get me started on taking care of our seniors. I I got fired up this weekend because of the Texas abortion situation going on, Ugh, and I was like, yeah. you, "You're going to tell me you're pro life, and yet you're not going to care after the baby's born, or when they're a toddler, or you know, early daycare, or schooling, or God forbid, seniors." It's like take not, care of your own grandparents. Good luck. It's not about pro-life though. It's not. It's about it controlling not. women. It's not yeah. the, the the cruelty. The control is the point. It is not about pro-life. If Texas was pro-life, all every bunch bunch of these ding dongs would have to get vaccinated out there. So anyway, yes, we don't take care of our seniors. We don't have yeah. we don't health care to take care of any like yeah. So I, I don't know. And I will say that like the um, policy of healthcare in this country, while I have some really great ideas and um, just elect me for the things and I'll fix it. I don't really understand it. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, the, the nuts and bolts of the policies, I don't quite know be to, to be totally honest, but I still, 
I'm going into this thinking that I know better and we'll fix it because <laughs> I think I'm so special. You are special, Kim. You are, you are a special millennial. Uh, so it's confusing just in general because, and I'm, so I'm in my mid forties, I've been dealing with health insurance and healthcare for a very long time on my own um, with my, as I say, with my wives, um, with my first <laughs> wife, with my ex-wife and now with my current wife. Not multiple ones at the same time. Um, my wives. But, you know, when, when my, my family covers everything else, it can get very confusing. And what's covered, what's not, what's a copay versus what's your deductible versus that. Like, it's just so discouraging at times. And even like you mentioned mm -hmm. mental health, Kim, therapy is covered by our insurance, but it doesn't go toward the deductible, which means insurance covers X amount. We pay $50 per visit, but that never goes away. You could go every single week and that won't stop your deductible. Like they won't at some point just be covered completely. So it's always $50. Fortunately, we can afford that, but how many can't? And by the way, when I say it's covered, I understand that that means insurance pays a portion and then tells the provider to write off the rest. They pay a portion on every dollar. They don't pay the whole thing. Mm -hmm. So if a therapist charges $150 an hour, insurance might pay 70. We pay 50. That's 120 bucks. They're losing 50 bucks or th I guess that'd be 30. I can do math. Oh no. But like, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, talk about too. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. No, but I mean, that's like, like, so the providers, the, the, the professionals are losing money. Mm -hmm. we're losing money. And then the insurance company seems like is just taking all the money. I don't really, I don't understand. I, and it's all for profit. It's a private entity that gets to make money off of us paying in, in case we use it. And by the way, in addition to like just healthcare, but let's talk about outside of healthcare for just a minute here, because it's also about insurance, at least we had um, a storm come through. And so we have some, some damage we need to take care of. We talked to our homeowners insurance uh, and they said, yep, go ahead and set a claim for that. And, you know, we'll take care of it. Uh, but by the way, if you have more than two claims in the span of, let's say three years, your insurance will go up. Wait, wait, what? And so I, like, I know that that also happens with healthcare insurance as well, health insurance. So the fact that you can just raise my rates because I actually use my insurance. Wait a minute. Why is that? Okay. So there's just a lot of confusing shit out there about it. Um, mm -hmm. I, I want to read this real quick, just set listeners up with this universal healthcare, by the way, universal health coverage, according to the world health organization, the, the, the WHO means that all people have access to the health services they need when and where they need them without financial hardship. So it doesn't necessarily mean that you pay nothing. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's all free or that what it just means that without financial hardship, imagine having shitty insurance or no insurance at all. And you break your toe now what? Or you just kind of don't feel good, but you're like, you know, I'm just going to get through it. I'll tell you exactly. You just get through it. Yeah. I broke my finger without insurance. I went to urgent care, but it wasn't bad enough to need a cast. No, I'm sorry. That's not true. I did have insurance because I was on a show at the time that it happened because I broke it at All work. Right. It was very funny, but not doing work though. Um, so it wasn't workers comp then? It was not workers comp. They kept trying to ask yeah. me like, it did happen at work. I was like, I cannot go through another, I've had a workers comp claim. I cannot go through another workers comp claim and explain 
have to explain a hundred times as you have to do other under workers cop i was erasing a whiteboard when i broke my finger i was goofing around <laughs> i'm not gonna do that it's fine um which is which is interesting so let me just say this real quick interesting because i think one of the perspectives of conservatives in particular republicans who say we can't have universal health care is that everybody just wants to get everything for free and that you would take advantage of that as a, as a democrat as a liberal as a millennial as all these labels that they want to put on you in particular kimberly mm-hmm would say, well, of course you're going to take that. You don't want to have to pay for it. You're just going to like, oh, yeah, I, I got hurt at work. Sure. And I'm just going to take like, but you didn't. Your conscience, your morals said, I'm not going to do that. Well, it was morals, but I just wanted to point that out. I mean, Thank sure. You. I'll but- take a I'll take a Thank <laughs> you very much. Um, no, I, I think that people just assume the worst in somebody else and assume that they're going to take advantage. And by the way, take advantage of it's health. It's health. You're not taking advantage of to get money. You're taking it like the quote, taking advantage of the system is, you know, to make sure that you have glasses so you can see when you're driving, to make sure that your teeth will stay in, to make sure that your heart is working properly. That when you inhale and it hurts, that that's okay. It's not okay. But like, you know what I mean? Like, that's not a bigger issue to be worried about. Like this, take advantage of it. My God. What is so wrong with going to the doctor? What and and really, like I said earlier, imagine what a great country this could be if we were healthy. Yep. Looking from the WHO, a hundred million people are driven into poverty each year through out of pocket health spending. That's embarrassing as a country that that should be embarrassing to our leaders, not embarrassing to the people it happens to. And that's worldwide, by the way. Like that's, but the fact that it happens in America too is is true. Yeah, 100 million people worldwide are driven into poverty every year. Over out of the world, nearly a billion people, 930 million, spend at least 10 percent of their household income on healthcare. So here's my question: like, and 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 I I know some in in the healthcare industry. I know nurses and doctors, and I'm not. I don't want to paint a broad brush that they're all out to just get rich. They go into this well, house, they go into these fields. I grew up with and I can tell you that that is what they're in it for. They're in it for the money. <laughs> and my mom's listening right now, and I'm going to call her out right now. She was a nurse, or she is a nurse, and she is a retired educator for first responders, and I'll tell you that she did it for the money. 100%. And she's extremely <laughs> rich now and lives in yeah, a, that's why she has three a house houses. on a hill. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, know, you go into it to save people and to, to make a difference and to, to be a part of this this world of, of life saving and helping others. And then also because it's an investment, you want to, you want to get paid for your expertise and for your time and for your education. You want to make back what you put into your education. Cause it takes a long mm-hmm. time to understand the human body or whatever. Like I get that, but let's like, let's look at the system where universities charge exorbitant rates and put incoming nurses and doctors into debt for a very long time. They want to go make a fair amount of money. A lot of uh, air quotes, a lot of money, in order to, to live well and also pay off their debt. So then, you know, healthcare costs go through the roof, not because of doctors and nurses, but that adds to it because they're going to get paid a lot because of competition, et cetera. This all, you know, and then, and then executives at hospitals, because guess what? Hospitals are for profit, uh, get paid even more. So that drives up prices. And then insurance comes in and says, well, we're going to pay this much but then their rates have to go up because they have to cover for that stuff. And then insurance cover, like how do we stop this 
vicious cycle of everything costs so much damn money. Like, and so then we can't have universal healthcare. What the hell? What? Now, is it even, is it even, is that even the problem? Like is universal healthcare is the problem really it's going to cost so much because so many countries around the world freaking do it. Why the hell can't we? Well, we can't. Do I don't it think it's about we, money. It, I think that people want to say it's about money. We can't do it because we can't agree on anything. Republicans have decided that that is where they stand is they stand against healthcare reform because you know, why, why on earth would anybody want to double check something to make sure it's still working after a couple of years, you know, after the, the country has grown and progressed and changed and shifted and uh, the average age has changed, the amount of, you know, income, all of that has changed. Let's not just take a look at our systems, make sure they're working. The Republicans have decided they don't want universal health care. They have also decided that like going to college is some elite thing. They have made all these decisions, regardless of whether they believe it or not, regardless of whether or not a Republican actually follows into those things. If you are a Republican and you want to have money to run your races, you have to fall in line and decide that we're not going to do healthcare reform. We're not going to look at the way that we, um, charge students for being students, any of that. So I think my hunch is that other countries are doing it because while we are not special in that we are the only country who's ever been divided and our, this time is not special, this is not the most divided we've ever been, but we are very divided. We are a country whose politicians root in and decide this is what we stand for regardless. And so I don't know that I don't know how easy it will be to come together, but I think that that is why we don't have these basic things. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're these like ethereal political arguments that they have are not taking place just like in a vacuum. They have real consequences and it really affects every single American because whether you have insurance or not, you, and, and by the way, the argument of like, well, I don't want to get rid of my insurance. I'd like my insurance. Obamacare, which is not even what it was called, is going to come in here and like take all the insurance, blah, blah, blah. That's first of all, untrue. Second of all, I don't know that people necessarily like their insurance. I think they like their doctors and like to be able to go to a uh, healthcare like organization or their doctor or whatever. I, I, I quote, like my insurance. I don't like my insurance. I like the network that I'm in. Um, but you know, people dig in and it weirdly becomes like identity versus practicality. It does become identity, doesn't it? And it becomes identity in that, well, I'm an American, I want freedom and democracy, so I don't want free healthcare because that's socialism. <laughs> no, wait, no, it's no, it's not not how I understand socialism. Look up socialism. If you're gonna call everything socialism, look up socialism. Like, come on. <laughs> I was thinking the other day, you know. It, I said this to Sonia, actually, I said, for all those people who don't trust the government and can't stand the government, and think the government's just out to get us, don't drive on my roads, stay off my roads. Mm -hmm. Don't go on the interstates. Don't go on the county roads. Don't drive on roads because guess what? The government made those. Yeah. Don't use, don't use your power. Turn off your electricity because even though like ele electrical co companies are, are profit, they're, you know, private entities. It was it was built by the government. It's an infrastructure thing, right? Like mm -hmm. you you can't you don't you don't do that. Don't have social security someday. 
because yeah, you paid into it, but also the government uh, runs I don't it, know that so we you can't have so. it. I mean, that's true. I don't, I don't plan on it. I'm having my own retirement uh, plans, but anyway, yeah. um, yeah, I just, I don't know. Like, no, the government's not perfect because again, it's run by people, and people screw things up. We make mistakes. We have bad systems. We, we like, yes, it's not perfect. Also, the government does some really pretty impressive stuff and is there to keep us safe and does so. And these, I feel like these same Republicans who say you can't have, you, I'm not giving up my rights and you can't have universal health care. We're also extremely ready to give up all their rights 20 years ago when some people attacked us mm-hmm. and the TSA said, well, we need to take off your shoes. Yep. Yep. We'll do that. The Patriot Act came in, yeah. came into play and people were like, yeah, go ahead. Surveil us. Read like, my wait, hold on. Like you're, hold on. So it's all about the identity and the framing of it rather than what it actually is. And, and, and I believe that healthcare, having some kind of healthcare coverage, insurance, it's universal, whatever you want to call it. I don't know all the nuances to it, but like people should be able to go to the doctor and not have that financial hardship. That just seems so damn simple. Yeah. And doctors should be able to get paid. Like this shouldn't be a doctor doing this for free to say, no, I won't charge you. Like they're no, providing a service. <laughs> they're providing a service. They're also, you know, doing research and advancing medicine. And we should be paying doctors. We should be yeah. paying nurses and other other staff in the hospital as well yes. as yes. we pay doctors. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, but I just, I, we've got to figure this out. What do you think? Do you think everyone is entitled to health insurance? I, so that's a, that's a hard one. To, here's the thing. Uh, my mind goes like this. Welcome to the inside of my mind. So I'm oh starting and stopping a whole lot. Sorry, listeners. Buckle up, everyone. When you say entitled, I don't know exactly how I feel about that word. I believe that in, in, in the United States of America, with the amount of wealth that we have, that every person in this country should have access to healthcare. Yes, should have access to doctors, should have access to the healthcare they need for whatever they need. And healthcare should include eyes and ears and teeth and everything. Like it should all, that, yes. Are, is every human entitled to it? I, I don't, I don't, I mean, I hate to say no, because that just sounds heartless, right? Yeah. Uh, like, I don't know, but it's also, I understand that money is involved. It has to be come from somewhere, right? Mm-hmm. We have to be able to pay for things. I get that. How do we pay for it? So I guess the answer is yes to your question. I guess, do I think that we're entitled? Yeah, I guess, I guess we are. Because I believe that we all have a right to our health. Yeah. And we have advanced to the point, and this is not the 1700s where when you get sick, you have leeches and we just don't know what the hell we're doing, right? Like the world has evolved to the point where we have this healthcare system that helps things like cancer treatments. You can go get your toe fixed if you break it. You don't just have to hope that it heals someday and you limp for the rest of your life. And that's limpy Kim. Like, that's currently how I feel, just to be right, honest. Right. Broke it and then stubbed it two weeks later. So what do you want? Uh, I'm never well, going to walk normal again. It's like, I don't care. But, you know, I think, yeah, I, th- I, I guess, I guess we're entitled to it. I mean, 
certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Life is healthcare. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So is liberty. And frankly, so is happiness. It's all healthcare. I mean, it all ties in. Yeah. If you really want to break it down, right? How, how does liberty tie into it? Help explain Freedom it to, to do things without being held down by um, possibly fixable or controllable ailments. Okay. Right? Maybe. Fair. I don't okay. know. Sure. That's I'll fair. make it work. I'll make it work. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. And I, and, and I guess it still comes down to, you know, that you're going to, you're going to have some fiscal folks say, okay, so if it, it, so if, if I can say, yes, I agree with this, that it is one of our rights, how do we pay for it? Great, great question. And I don't, I don't know. I don't have any ideas on that. I mean, can we just I, do I, a I, percentage I, off your paycheck? The more money you make, the percentage stays the same, but is a larger number. Is that? And then that goes into like a pot, almost like social security. Like, yeah, we have like a national health insurance that pays, that pays company for it. Yeah. Yeah. That could be a really dumb idea. I just want to be really clear that like, I don't know. I, that, that could be I, like, I somebody could be listening right now and be like, I have 27 reasons why that would never even get the key in the engine. But and tell us, know, like, hit a, yeah, tell us, hit us up, hit us up. My America pod, Dan Will, Kim Moffat on socials. Cause I, I really am curious. I want to know how this would work or not, because again, the government is not perfect. I think of social security, for instance, we, we just, it's not going to be around for us. We're not, I'm not going to retire on social yeah. security. No. Uh, but it does take care of people. You know, my, my mother-in-law is on social security because of her age, but also because when she was married her husband died and she was able, she got some kind of benefit to that, a death benefit or whatever from social security, I guess. I, I don't know how that works exactly, but it does help people. But our social security pot keeps getting taken from to use, to use in other things. And, it, and they, they're not using yeah. it like, if we were to do a national health insurance fund, that then we could all say, yep, here's my USA, you know, health insurance card and the doctors <laughs> just take it and they get their money or whatever from the government. Like yeah. it has to be protected. It cannot be used for anything else. Stop taking our taxes and using it for things that we didn't say you could use it for. Agreed. Yeah. I think it would have to be protected. Just leave the money in there. Don't worry about what we're doing with the money. And sure, maybe there would be some things that we can't, that wouldn't be covered at a hundred percent. But I also, even in my mind, as I say that, like kind of push back that again, against that a little bit too. It's hard because I think that like, let's call them elective surgeries, right? Mm-hmm. There are certain things that are optional for sure, you know, um, that could also be considered essential let's say yeah. uh, a bariatric surgery for instance right you you are to the point in your weight journey that you want to have surgery and is that optional yep did you know some people some people might say did, well you chose to get that heavy you need to work on getting yourself not so heavy maybe okay Maybe it wasn't totally your fault though. Who knows? There's so many factors to it. We don't know. That's the thing is like saying that that would be considered. Um, what's the, tr- what's the word you use? Elective. 
elective, elective. Yeah. Um, by saying that it's elective i feel like that um is like a privileged kind of look you know what i mean especially right. you know if you think about that surgery really play it out um telling somebody who is overweight would just lose the weight is a pretty privileged thing to say because you don't know their entire medical history you don't know if they can, if they physically can, you know, do whatever. Like, you just don't know. Yeah. You know, it's plastic surgery. I think of growing up in the 80s and 90s, all the all the stories about plastic surgery. You get a nose job because you don't like your nose. That's elective. Yeah. Are there reasons for it to be essential to? Maybe. I, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know what's, yeah. so what's I do covered and what's not. a little not. bit in my head. Like, mm, I don't know. I think let's just cover it all and. And I guess just assume that, that like, yes, some people may take advantage, as we said earlier. <laughs> but like, honestly, that, that's the thing that I think about things like um, food assistance funding. Well, people take advantage of it and they're just going to use their food stamps for beer. Like, you know what? The, 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 the size of the budget that goes to food assistance is so small compared to, let's say, what we fund wars with. I'd rather my money get taken advantage of air quotes than, than pay for wars. Like, come on anyway. But also I don't think that, I don't know if the numbers are in front of me, but I don't think the, and I, I don't know where you would even get these numbers, but I, I don't think that people are quote, taking advantage as much as the people that fight against it. Want to say that like, for example, with um, EBT. So, which was previously known as food stamps. Um, there was a big push in different states, like you need to take a drug test to be able to qualify for this program, for this assistance. First of all, a lot of times those drug tests were coming back negative. The majority were coming back negative. So you're just spending money that could otherwise be spent put into the program. Right. And then on the other hand, like if somebody is unhoused and they are the, the, this like time the season of their life is um a, a particularly difficult one maybe they're unhoused maybe they're not unhoused maybe they do have a place to live but they still are because we also like don't pay enough in this country as well we don't have a 15 dollars minimum wage nationally and all that kind of stuff so and even in places like los angeles where we do it's still not enough to be able to afford a place to live in Los Angeles because things are so expensive. So we don't know anybody's whole story, but let's say, you know, they're, they're working multiple jobs and still qualify for this program. Then th that, that stress that is brought on by all of that, all those circumstances, I don't really care what you're spending your money on. It's your money for this program. If that is the thing that you like, that helps you right now, then buy the food that you want to buy. You know what I mean? Like we don't need to be in charge of that. We don't need to be micromanaging that. Yep. And the food, the EBT program is stupid anyway, because it doesn't cover diapers as Eminem and Lorena tell us. So, right. <laughs> I mean, the fact that it doesn't co cover diapers kind of tells you everything you need to know about that program. Yep. Uh, yeah. We need to take better care of each other. That's what it comes down to for me. Just there's a whole lot that goes into changing the system for sure. But if we can get on the same page that just the fact that universal health coverage is not some kind of evil socialist plot or something like just, just stop it. Just 
take care of each other. Yeah. I, I look at uh, like, this is not healthcare related, but when you talked about the unhoused, if the, like the way wages and everything else work, if housing would have increased at the same rate as everything else, the average cost of a house right now would be $66,000. Whereas the average cost is actually $290,000. That's just the average. That's not that's even, the that average. doesn't, <laughs> that, that's not talking like places like where you are, right? Yeah. That's just the average across the country. $66,000 to 300,000. That's the difference. And yet our wages haven't gone up like that. I just saw a fact because it because we're recording on Labor Day, but like I saw a fact that came up about labor in relation to Labor Day about how labor salaries have increased so much compared to like CEO salaries. Now, let me say this. I believe that leadership at the top levels of companies deserves to be compensated because they have the entire company under their responsibility, right? Sure. They are making decisions that can affect hundreds of families or thousands plus their uh, partners and vendors and blah, blah, blah. Like they have a huge amount of responsibility. I get that. I have no problem with leaders making more money than somebody who's putting together a Lego toy, I, I, whatever. Like, I get it. Okay. I get that there are levels of responsibility. So, so wages do go up. Sure. It's fine. Of course. Also the increase for CEO salaries over the, since 1978, I think it was 290%. Okay. Average workers was like 12%. Yeah. See, that doesn't work for me. <laughs> Wait a minute. Like hold the phone. Come on. So the fact that these things continue to rise, but your average Americans aren't, we just keep getting squeezed harder and harder. Mm -hmm. Healthcare is another one of those situations where if we were just to take care of each other, it would ease the burden so much and so many people, and we would be able yeah. to be healthier. We'd be able to take care of each other. And like, there's just so much that could change for us. And all it would take is that maybe that little bit of a tax reallocation, even probably not even raising our taxes, just reallocate it. Yeah. Yes. We're all entitled to it. That's the answer. Okay. <laughs> I think it really is just like, we have to take better care of our people. We also have to not think the worst of people. And I think that that's where this comes down to too. Like, oh, they're going to take advantage of the system They're If we pay people uh universal basic income, which we'll talk about in another episode, then those people are never going to work. If we allow people to buy XYZ with their EBT cards, then those people are never going to try and make more than they do. If we raise minimum wage, then people won't want different. No, people want, first of all, we're not in charge of, we're not the thought police yet in this country. <laughs> um, people can want whatever they want. Some people do not want to you know, become CEOs. Some people are very happy to work at whatever, at a minimum wage job because it brings them joy because they have other interests, whatever. We're not in charge of the way that people feel about their jobs and their careers. And we're not in charge of people having different, all like having the same aspirations. We should be paying mm -hmm. people a livable wage and yeah. not care what they do for work. And also, this is totally not even this episode, but like, you know, we're in a pandemic where a year and a half ago, everyone was ringing bells and, you know, banging pots and pans 
to thank our healthcare workers. Everybody wanted to do, I just listened to a great podcast about this. McDonald's did like, hey, if you're a first responder, if you're a, um, an essential worker, free meals today. Okay, well, McDonald's is, was also an essential worker during this time. They didn't get anything. They didn't get a raise. We didn't do anything for them. So we don't respect work in this country at different levels. We judge and don't pay appropriately. Yeah. And I think it's all tied together. Everyone should have health care. It, but it's all tied together. The the like you said, the the rate that we charge for schooling, the wages that we don't pay, the insurance that we charge astronomically. By the way, the more money you have, the less expensive health insurance is. So it's a backwards pyramid. Right. I guess a backwards pyramid looks like a regular pyramid. An upside down pyramid, though, that's trouble. And that's what we got. That is a problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, an inside out uh pyramid. Wait, that'd be the same thing. Yeah. Um Yes, Kim, we solved it. We didn't solve it. But I, I think, I mean, why why is it that we can't, as a country, come together on this? I mean, we can't. What what can we come together on on this country? That's fair. Right now, I mean, not to be this way, but yeah, no, I mean, and I think, I mean, we didn't used to be. We at least used to have the allure, the illusion of coming together more often. It certainly feels right now, whether it's true or not, that we really can't come together. But I guess I would I, I would push back against I, I would I would ask this to my more conservative friends or listeners. How can we take better care of our fellow humans? And don't yeah. we want to? And don't we want to? That's what it comes down to is do we want to? And if we want to, how do we make it happen? Let's let's talk about that then. Once we like, yeah, we want to. Okay, great. I think I think most of us want to. Not everybody, I'm sure, but I think most of us want to. How do we make it happen? It it can't like it, we're, we've seen it again and again where strictly private entities can't cannot do it on their own. They won't. That's why we have something like, I don't know, Labor Day, because yeah. unions and other organizations have had to fight for workers and for average people. Yeah. So we need to be able to have some help with this. It can't just be private entities. It can't just be private insurance only when you have a job. A full-time job like what about those who, who don't have a job for some reason what about Again, those for who are reason? working in places where they yeah well first of all don't i mean all the gig workers that's yeah, like the a gig economy that we're situation. in yeah um but even you know i know places like walmart for example brought down their employee average hourly per week to like 36 or something like that so you still are basically working full-time 36 and 44 hours. That's not that different, that different, but mm -hmm. that's not enough to qualify for healthcare. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And gig workers mm -hmm. are so screwed because these big companies don't want to do better by the people that are keeping them alive. And, and I'm all for the gig economy, like the gig workers that want to be able to be freelance, multiple, work on multiple projects, do what they like. Totally. There's, there's creative, there's creativity in that. There's an entrepreneurial spirit to that. Great. We can't just make them all full-time workers. That's not the answer to that either. But can we protect them? Yes, and we should. And that's absolutely. If you are DoorDash and your entire world, like your entire company revolves on or hinges on gig workers, those, those gig workers are your employees. Now, you don't need yeah. to change the hourly, like all of that stuff doesn't need to change. Let them let that model be the model. Deliver when they can, you know, 
drive in the areas they whatever like let that model be the model pay them appropriately give them health insurance listen lyft is getting a lot of credit this week for saying hey if you are a driver in texas and you're sued for you're not you know you don't need to ask somebody where they're going why they're going to a place that they're going and if you're sued we're going to cover your wages that's great that they did that however um they're still not paying their workers well they're still not treating them like workers i think lyft is better than uber but i it's all that kind of stuff where it's like you're getting a lot of credit and you're still only being just okay you've done the bare minimum you've done something that makes your and and really what they've done is and i'm certainly not putting words in their you know putting language in their letter but really what they've done is like ensure that drivers can continue to drive because that's their business model and if somebody is if enough workers are too afraid that they're going to get sued by this awful awful law in texas for literally just doing their jobs, all they've done is ensure that people are still going to be able to drive and and keep their company running. Yeah, we're going to get it right someday. Yeah, vote for me. We just for no. We need, we need we need Oprah. You get insurance. You get insurance. You get insurance. <laughs> yeah, everybody gets insurance. Does that joke still work? It's no, I think it still 20, works. I think it still works. Twenty years since she did that. She's still an icon. I think it still works. True. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So there you go. So tell us on social or send us an email how we can fix this and give uh, every everyone in America access to healthcare so that we're not just, yeah, dying and getting sick and whatever. Uh, we're a rich ass country. How can we fix this? What do we do? And if you and if you For are real. a conservative listener, let us know what like why why are are you against it and why? Is it just about is it just about the money? Let's if we can figure out how to fix the money part of it. Would you jump on board with it? Let's uh, let's have some conversations about it because I think this is important. Yeah, agreed. Where do they find us? Um, go to uh, go to a computer in your hand mm. or on the desktop, whatever. Mm. Um, AltaVista.com forward slash Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. Hey, 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 Jeeves. How do we get to my America? At my America Pod. At my America. Take a left pod. at the Walmart. That's how you get to my America. Veer far away from the walmart that's how you get to my america um never go in the walmart uh my america pod on twitter and instagram my america pod at gmail if you want to um dive into some more questions or have a conversation continue the conversation send us some articles whatever you want and i am at kim Moffat on instagram and twitter please don't bully me about my healthcare thoughts i don't know enough and i know that i don't know i don't need you to come into like come to my dms and tell me i don't know if you think i don't know you're not listening and if you think we don't know, send us a link to help us know. Yeah. Uh, coming up on another future episode, we're going to be talking about unhoused Americans and the Housing First Initiative. So look for that coming up. And if you've got some ideas on that, send us uh, some info and tell us what you think. How can we, much like healthcare, how can we help those who don't have homes, uh, don't have housing? What can we do to help? Because that's a hot topic too. I know a lot, and I, and I know a lot of conservatives who are fired up about housing because they'll say, well, we're not housing our veterans. Well, then let's talk about housing, shall we? Whether they're veterans or not, let's talk about housing, shall yeah. we? I like that that's always like, well, we're not doing this for veterans. Okay, that's not good. Let Then let's fix both. Yeah, let's fix it all. It's, it's okay. Yeah. So there you go. That's our episode for today. Thank you for listening. I'm Dan Moyle and I'm at Dan Moyle on Twitter and Instagram. 
and you're at Kim Moffat on Twitter and Instagram. So Kim, uh, mm -hmm. thanks for being a great partner in all of this and always you're giving welcome. me just enough grief to make me feel small. You're welcome.